This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We listened to Take Six, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. My butthole's tingling all the time! Do you think you can make us laugh? No, bitch. There's no reason erasers don't work in your heart. I'm a Christian wife. <laughs> Sicario. I'm a Christian wife. White women are notoriously shifty. I'm a Christian wife. You should be upset that I had a laugh with her. Clean up on aisle, but. Oh my gosh, you know what you look like? Little mischievous boy. That's perfect. I love that. I've had lots of different situations, death, divorce, failures. I'm Reba McIntyre, and this is my master class. (gasps) (laughs) Death, divorce, failures. Failures. Uh. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Reba. (laughs) Oh, man. Caroline's been replaced by Reba for one week only. (laughs) I can't believe we got her. Me and Reba are here to have some good Christian fun. That's right. I'm putting the country in GCF. Oh, I'm glad that's what you're putting into that word and nothing else. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Good Christian fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, the movies, the music, the entertainment made for and made by Christians or sometimes just adjacent or just kind of vaguely flavored enough that we can justify um, talking about it on this very narrow genre of a show. You know, we have needs too. We have, Kevin and I. We get bored. We need to get out of the house, you know? So just lay off. <laughs> From time to time, we have a few needs, but we're not here to make you go to church. We're not here to bash your beliefs. We're no, just sir. here to have fun. That's right. No, Reba, Reba stands Absolutely for not. everything. <laughs> the, for tolerance, equality. Universalism. So, social justice. There are many roads to salvation. And Reba, you've recently come out on Twitter to say, there is no hell and that's when the hell started <laughs> and that's when the torture <laughs> started tweet. in hell the torture started yeah. uh and today we're not talking about takes one through five we're talking about take six we're leaving the others behind sorry dave brubeck <laughs> sorry that uh delicious candy bar it's take six time now do you have any uh experience with take six reba have you encountered these gentlemen in your musical career thus far well, my first thought is they all look like little boys, and they're adorable. <laughs> was that yeah. what she said in that clip? Oh, you, you look like a mischievous little boy. <laughs> they all look like mischievous little boys. Uh, I'm very familiar. Uh, I am going to ask them to back my track, and it is a Lion King track. I was not asked to make one, but I wanted to get in on the fun. Yeah, you're doing Be Prepared, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, we can't they wait for that. Be prepared. <laughs> this kind of this song has a be prepared sort of feel, but it's time to introduce our special guest, friends and folks. You may know her from her podcast Plaid Skirts and Basic Black. Give it the hell up for Marcia Lane McGee. <laughs> Listen. Live. 
live from the drat laundry room. Hey, Caroline, don't <laughs> dox her like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Don't you dare <laughs> dox her. <laughs> Reba. <laughs> How dare you, Reba? Oh, man. Oh, wow. It's kind of flickering in your laundry room like you're at a rave, Marcia. Wow. <laughs> I think this light bulb needs to be changed in my dad's laundry oh, room. So just, oh, no. just <laughs> one more thing. Like, you guys are good, right? Just like, one more have, thing. Like, a medical alert bracelet. Oh yeah, we're no. fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to have a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So not prone to seizures. I survived Cloverfield. I survived all of that. Um, <laughs> good for you. Listen, you know, on the podcast today, it's McGee and me and Caroline. Because we're talking about Marcia, all right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you even think about it? Were you ever compared to that little elfin gremlin cartoon boy? Really? Yeah. I, I, they were like, like, there was like Maniac McGee or McGee and Me. Either oh, time. No. Maniac <laughs> McGee. Like, what did you do? Yeah, that? <laughs> oh, that was a book series. Maniac McGee? No. Yeah, it's a book series. Oh, I know you guys are so much younger than If I it's am. not Magic so, School Brus, then I don't even know what we're talking yeah, about. Molly no. <laughs> so, like, I'm 40 years old. And so that still, like, tracks from, like, what? my childhood. Oh, my gosh. And so, you could have asked me to I, guess I, your I, age 12 times. I would have not guessed 40 Never. or above. Yeah. Uh, no. no one ever guesses. <laughs> no one ever. Well, Black John cracks. So Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, thank you what so much. <laughs> when we get to 40, no one will guess anything less than our ages. <laughs> Absolutely. They'll be like, who's this dusty old bitch? <laughs> this nasty. I'm 38. <laughs> it would look like Hans Molman from Simpsons. I'm in the prime of my life. <laughs> it's my husband and I's 10th anniversary. <laughs> We're still thinking about having children. We haven't decided. We still got time. <laughs> We're on the fence. <laughs> oh, Marcia, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, friend. Yes, very excited to talk yeah. to you. Thanks so much for having me. I, I'm really excited to be here. Well, we would love to hear kind of your background in history with faith and religion and whatnot. Great. Yes. Um, So I grew up in Chicago. I grew up, I have, um, with a single mom and my mom worked all the time. So she either sent me to church, sent me to church with my dad and my grandma and all the family. Um, My grandma, my my grandpa, who wasn't, um, I guess he wasn't my grandpa, but I didn't know that until much later. Um, He was my step-grandpa. He was my step-grandpa. Like, not like... Okay. Like, stranger. Your son or something. He's really my son. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, could you imagine? So um, I actually found out when I was four that he wasn't my... I'm like, yeah, he's my grandpa. And they're like, well... and they Because I said his last name was Lane. And um, they were like, no, um, his last name is Bates. And I go, but you're my grandpa. And he's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm Reverend Bates. And so I stopped calling him grandpa. And I called him legit Reverend Bates for the rest of his life. And everyone just let me. <laughs> the respect. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Like, he's my grandpa. So we went to church at his church. Like, he had a church that he built in Chicago. And I went with my dad. And I took my little sister with me, who um, wasn't my dad's daughter. My uh, parents were high school sweethearts that did not stay sweet on each other past high school. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> so, um, Marcia, you so know I love we, that line. I would like to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> you take a famous idiom and then you say how it's not true anymore. <laughs> yes. Makes me happy. There are two peas in the I pod, but the pea was made of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the pea was made of shit? Yeah, yeah P E A. Excuse me. 
the P went um, rotten, something like that's that. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so we would go to church with them until they all moved, actually moved out to Vegas, where I am now in live from my dad's laundry room. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and after that, my mom's still single mom working. She sent us to church with our grandmother. So we would go all the time. There was no Reverend Bates there, but my granddaddy was also a preacher. <laughs> so yes. I could not escape escape the good church learning like all of it. I couldn't, oh, sure. couldn't escape the gospel y'all <laughs> um and so that was a huge part of my life and church um became a bigger part of my life about sixth grade when my mom schedule opened up and she started going with us and it was uh it became a much larger part and on the way she decided like everything needed to go no more secular music we couldn't wear pants anymore like it was like legit oh, wow apostolic Pentecostal church. Okay, <laughs> like it yes. was uh so and she's like, no more pants, no more secular music. But and skirts, I was like, right? What? Not just no pants, All nothing. Okay. From here on out, Winnie the Pooh law in Make our household. <laughs> hey, he looked comfortable. He was comfortable. And Those are traditional positive. gender norms. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh no secular music, only skirts. My earrings couldn't be long. Wow. We couldn't go to the movies for a while. Like it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And so my mom only listened to like sports on the radio going to church. And it was like a half hour on the other side of town. And we were like, oh my gosh, we hate church now. <laughs> and, um, mm. but uh, my mom decided she's like, cause we start complaining about, we just need music. And gospel music only came on Sundays. And she, like, seriously, in her whole, like, we're doing this church thing, right? She took us to the, we went to Coconuts. Do you remember Coconuts, everybody? It's a store. Oh. No. Wow. Am I really that old? It was like a whole, it's a whole music store. Um, it was like FYU, Sam Goody, Coconuts. Yeah. You know? okay. Oh, I know, okay. I know Sam Goody. I know Suncoast. I don't know Coconuts. Yes. So we went to Coconuts and my mom was like, we're going to buy some tapes. And we bought like a gospel tape and then we bought take six. <laughs> this oh, album. Wow. Like this wow. was 1992. And so we were like, okay, we're doing this up. And so church went from there. Like that's all this to all the time. Um, we, I ended up getting baptized in seventh grade finally. Um, and in seventh grade I got baptized and I went to Catholic school and so I was like learning all this like super black church Protestant stuff and then like going to Catholic school, wearing my uniform, being like a good, you know, Catholic school student. And I started um, not understanding why these like ideologies didn't line up. Like I was like, but they're talking about Jesus. And they're like, no, it's wrong. Don't listen to the Catholics. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then it was like, I would be in Catholic school and the kids would be like, are you even Christian? <laughs> and I was like, I am. I have no idea what. <laughs> I don't know. It was fully like, torn was between like, two I, worlds. And then, oh, wow. No, this is what happened. Someone said to me, uh, I will never forget, Nora Walsh. Shout out to Nora Walsh. She's my first friend at the Catholic school. She goes, wait, are you even Christian? That's okay if you're not Christian, but are you even Christian? And I go, I don't know, because we've never used that term before. We were saved and sanctified. That's what we were. Oh, like, so for you, that like, didn't necessarily mean Christian. Oh, my gosh. That's so it, like, it was like, but we didn't use that word. Yeah. We didn't use the word Christian. And Sanctified. I was like, I don't know. Are we Christian? I go, what does that mean? Like, I like I heard it before, but I didn't know that. I knew that we were saved. Right. <laughs> okay? We didn't know like, if, like, the label applied necessarily right. in your situation. And so, yeah. Especially when Nora is questioning you. Right? Right? I was like, oh my gosh. And (laughs) and so 
after that, I remember my grandma picking us up that day to go to church. And I was like, Nanny, that's my grandmother's name, Nanny. She's amazing. Shout out to Nanny. Um, she, I was like, Nanny, are we Christian? And she's like, yeah, baby, what are you talking about? Of course we're Christian. I go, because Nora Walsh asked me, and I didn't know if we were Christian. And she's like, um, yes. She goes, Christian just means that you follow Jesus, that you are Christ-born. So you are Christian. I was like, okay. Next day I went to school, and I was like, Nora Walsh, I am Christian. <laughs> and she's like, okay. Confirmed, co-signed, and signed by Grandma. Nora Walsh. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And so... So I knew I was Christian and I was fine. And as long as everyone else is Christian too, like we were, we were all Christian, right? And that's why I was like, okay, so we're all a little bit different, but we're all Christian. And we kind of, you know, talked about that. So I was real, real into like my faith. Like it was like, I'm not wearing these pants. I'm listening to all this legit, like take six is my like Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, it's, they're pretty rock and, and roll. So I get that. You know, you were a young rebellious so, teen. <laughs> Right, that's it. But like, I mean, I don't say that to my saved mom. Like, the Bible was my Bible, mom. I promise, the Bible was my Bible. <laughs> but, um, but like, take six was like that was my theology class. Like, that's how I understood, and because that's all we listened to. That we don't even know what that other gospel CD was. And my family was convinced it was Kirk Franklin, but the timeline doesn't match up. And so, wow, I was like, like a seed on know, the rocks, Kirk Franklin fell right? away from your family's <laughs> listing <laughs> rotation. Well, your family said, "Not talented, not good." Not unique, <laughs> not interested. <laughs> well, well, I remember it was in my mom's Plymouth Valare, and she only had that when I was in seventh grade and the beginning of eighth grade. Wow. And Kurt Franklin came out at the end of eighth grade. So, okay, see, hmm. <laughs> it's all lining I, up. I legit did. I did some Google research because okay, I legit was like, I understand. Um, and so, <laughs> what happens? So, just a question: What happens when you're super Protestant in Catholic spaces? Do you know what happens to everyone? They all are going to hell. And apparently it's my job to tell them. Oh, so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I knew that. Oh, that sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah. Wait, why did oh your parents God. even enroll you in Catholic school to begin with? Um, because I went to school in Chicago and Chicago public schools at that time did not have many great options. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was very much a, you either went to Catholic school <laughs> Um, so you could succeed yeah. or you went to public school and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of like, that's where we always were. But it was one of those things where it was like, don't listen to anything they tell you about religion. Like you don't need to know anything they say. And I was like, that's oh, so confusing. Right? right. And then, so for high school, I ended up going to Catholic school. I ended up going to a Catholic, like college prep, all girls school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was once again, this black Protestant girl in the white Catholic spaces, telling everyone where they're going to go. Were you telling like, people, though? Were you yeah, being we, bold yeah. about I that? I people all the time. I, I had holy boldness. I was raised to have holy boldness, Kevin. Okay? <gasps> Both my granddaddies were preachers. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so, and it was so funny, but my views kind of shifted during high school where I was telling people all the time, I was like, Jesus Christ is the way and you need to be saved. And they're like, stop talking. Right? <laughs> so, but like, I had some awesome, awesome, badass nuns at my high school and they were amazing and I stayed without telling me like you're crazy and you're wrong they would very lovingly and gently correct me about things and make sure that I understood you know this is where Catholics come from and a lot so being my mom being a single mom um we did not have a ton like there was not a lot to go around but the most generosity we've ever gotten were from Catholic people like from our Catholic school from the local Catholic church, from the Catholic food pantry, Catholic charities. And so 
um, 15 year old me, it was like recognizing this. I was like, I legit got a scholarship to this Catholic school because you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, like these people care um, about us and are like blocking it and doing what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I started getting super involved in, um, like I was always singing. I sing in church all the time. That was how I was involved in church. I was in the choir. Um, and then when I, was getting involved in like the stuff at my high school. It was through like theater stuff and singing, but I also started cantering at mass. Like we would have all school mass and Mm -hmm. I was like, I can canter. Like I would be doing those Psalms, like Protestant Marcia, like raising people up on Eagle's wings, you know, (laughs) singing all the songs. Did you enjoy it? Was Um, that fun? Oh yes. Uh Um, Oh, I love singing. So I was, uh, so I was singing and like, by the time I was a senior year, I got like more like advanced roles during the mass. Like I got to be like a co-presider of the mass, like hanging out with the priest and learning more and more about things. And oh. somewhere in my junior or senior year, I really started to think like, even though I was super involved in my church, um, in the singing, as a matter of fact, I was so involved that I had to miss school a couple of times because I was also in a choir competition, a la Joyful Noise. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Well, we know what those are like now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. They're not not super far. I mean, I mean, there's no like, you know, death by sex, but you know, Mm. there are. But there is Dolly Parton. Yeah. She, she comes to all of them. In a robe that apparently is really. (laughs) That was a tight robe. We didn't really talk about that. Like (laughs) they, they pointed out in the movie. They're like her and her fancy different robe and whatever. No, Uh, we actually did that episode on our podcast and we talked about that for like I don't know how long we're like why does she have that robe oh, yes. also we need that robe. robe it was actually a sponsored by Quaker Oats it was a Chicago gospel competition oh, Voices of Tomorrow wow. so like I was like super I was just real I was involved in my school faith I was involved in my home faith and so it was so just kind of like a busy person and it was like always I, church <laughs> I that my whole life was church like it was like a Wednesday, Friday night church, all day Sunday at church. Like that's all I did when I did plays and stuff like that. Like I had to be like, my mom would basically like, you need to go tell pastor Durham why you can't make service on Sunday. And I'd be like, I'm in a musical and I have to do this. Is the musical going to be good for your soul? I wow. don't know, but I really No, it's cats. It's person. the opposite. <laughs> oh God, right? And he's like, I no. don't have any problem with it spiritually. It's just taste wise. I yeah. don't think it's a good production. I think Andrew Lloyd Webber is overrated as a lyricist. I can't get behind that. <laughs> No angelical cats. No. Wow, so, you had to like report um, why you were missing and all this stuff. And did like, you ever have a perception that like, oh, I am at church a lot more than other people, and that is a cool thing about me, or is that like a weird thing about me? I mean, I guess it was fifty fifty because I had a lot of friends at church. Like there were a ton of people my age, mm-hmm. right? My first boyfriend was at my church. My second boyfriend was from my church. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, ooh, now my mom knows about that because I wasn't allowed to have boyfriends. But (gasps) now she's probably going to hear this. Mom, you know what? Just go easy on her. We can do a mom's not allowed cut for Patreon.com if we need to. Ooh, (laughs) yeah. Which maybe we should have been doing this whole time, Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she, I mean, she knows about them now. Yes. Um, So, I mean, I'm I'm 40 years old. You are 40 years old, mom. You got to come to terms. Sorry, yeah. (laughs) 
I know. It's because I'm wearing a Harry Potter shirt. That's probably what it is. Ah, oh, freaking Ravenclaw? Is that you? Yeah. Okay. That's me all day long. I, 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 one of my, I, for a birthday for a friend of mine recently, uh, for a man who cares not at all about Harry Potter, I got him a Hufflepuff spatula. Because <laughs> I thought, you know, that's funny. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Harry Potter. Well, with Harry, there's nothing wrong with Harry. Harry's fine. He's a good boy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And Daniel Radcliffe wrote the books. Yes, yes, yes. Um, That's what all the fans said. Yeah, what if that's canon now? It's like, and we all remember how Daniel Radcliffe wrote Harry Potter. (laughs) In that little coffee (laughs) shop while he was a single dad. (laughs) He was was negative three. Um, so when I went to college, um, it was, uh, one of those things where, so you mentioned like, is it weird that I'm like in church all the time? Like my whole life was church. I didn't have, I mean, I had high school experiences, but I didn't have like a whole normal high school experience. I don't think. Um, and I decided my freshman year, I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone that I go to church. Like I'm just done. I'm only going to go to church when I go home and it's fine. And so for the first two years, I was like, well, the first year I didn't go to church at all. Like I didn't find a church on campus, wasn't in the Bible study. My roommate would invite me all the time to Bible study. She's like, you should come to Bible study. You should come to Bible study. I was like, I don't want to come to Bible study. Like church is not going to run my life. Wow. (laughs) That's such a big um, radical shift for you. Like was it pure burnout basically? It was just like, I'm so tired. Yeah. It was burnout because I, I still prayed every single night. Mm -hmm. Like I still like legit on my knees, prayed every night pray with my grandmother and nanny because she's amazing um, all the time. But I was like, I am real done. And so my sophomore year, I was a orientation leader for the incoming freshman. And my roommate was like, okay, come to prayer. It's, she was my same roommate. She's like, come to prayer group with me. Like, it will be fun. It's the first one of the year. There's so many people there. There are people that you know there. You should come. And I go, I'm actually going to call that cute guy that I met because I met this guy. And I was like, on this boat, I'm going to just call his room and see what he's up to tonight. And maybe I'll hang out with him. And she's like, okay, fine. She's getting ready to go, whatever. And so I called him. And so he knows the story. So his name is Ed. Um, I called him and I was like, hey, Ed, it's Marcia. And he's like, oh, hey, what's going on? I was like, yeah, I just want to make sure that you know, because he was a freshman. But I was like, I want to make sure that you know the campus really well. What are you up to tonight? And he's like, oh, I was actually going to go check out that prayer group thing. I go, shut like up. Damn. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I I too am going to I check out that prayer group I was going to thing. ask you, Ed. <laughs> right? Like, Cut to God and have it going. <laughs> And then so um my roommate looked at me. Like she was walking out of the door. She's like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> are we we're allowed to say that, right? Okay. Right. As Catholics, <laughs> yes, I believe you are. Yeah. Oh well, no, I just I'm like, yeah. On my on my show, we don't curse. My co-host Shannon likes like she scolds me because I have a potty mouth. Um, on this show, we so- make you curse if you don't. Yeah, you'll only Okay, well, awesome. There we go. Um, and so she was like, okay, fine, let's go. Because I didn't know where it was. So I was like, you got to show me where it is. And so we get to prayer group. And like, I, you know, I'm, I'm inter- like meeting up with new people, people I already know. And I'm like, it's really more of a social group. And then we sit, we talk about prayer and there's like a discussion question and it's fine. And so throughout that year, 
that whole year, like I learned more, like I started getting more and more involved in my faith. Like I started going, I went on a retreat um, and then they got, they wrote me in because they're like, hey, after the retreat, they're like, hey, you, you sing really well. Have you ever considered being in the choir at mass? And I go, well, I'm not Catholic. And they're like, right, you know, you're fine. And like, I knew this because I did all the things in high school. <laughs> and so I started cantering at mass again and being a part of mass and doing all this stuff. And it was just a thing I did every Sunday night. So by the end of the school year happened. And I ended up being elected to run the prayer group. Of course. <laughs> yes, that's what happened. Yes. <laughs> right? So um, I was running a prayer group. And then I ended up, um, well, throughout that summer, I did a lot of praying because I didn't want to be a part of my church where I grew up. Um, things I left out. There's, it, was, it was kind of a toxic environment for me um, in some ways. Like all my friends were there, but then also like everyone I ever met and known in my life was there. And you can't like escape that. Mm. It was like a small town. Yeah, and you're kind um, of and so pegged as like have, a certain kind of person maybe and like you yes. grow up <laughs> and you're like, please let me grow up. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you can't really escape decisions that you make and things that you say and do. And I was like, I need to piece out of this church and I don't want to go back. And um, I ended up living on campus that summer because I did not want to go to the church. Like I was like, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay on campus. I got a job on campus, everything. Mm -hmm. And I was doing prison ministry at the time. Oh, that also happened. Um, I was doing prison ministry at the time. And one day we were leaving um, uh, the prison, which was like maybe a half hour from my school. And everyone was like, hey, the big like Mary statue, it was like making its rounds. And they were like, you should, we should all go see Mary. And I was like, okay. Um, and I was like, I do not want to see Mary. So what my friends didn't know was that that summer I was really praying about becoming Catholic. And because I didn't know, I was like, I don't know. Like, I think that I'm feeling like really pulled to the Catholic church, but I don't understand the saints and I don't understand Mary. And then I got, I got to understand the saints better, but Mary was my last holdup. And um, we went to go see this Mary statue. This Mary statue is like insanely big. It's called Our Lady, Our Lady of the New Millennium. And this was like it's in Chicago, 1990. Um, it's currently right now in St. John, Indiana. Oh. That, but it was traveling the country in 1999. Oh, this statue was and a traveling so, statue. Yes, it was a traveling statue. And <laughs> like there's a whole story about a miracle attached to it because we're Catholics. We can't do anything without miracles. Okay. Um, <laughs> so... Um, and I remember everyone was like at the statue, people were laying flowers and they were crying. I was like, oh my God, this Mary, oh my goodness. Uh -huh. And so I, um, and I remember I was like, what is the big deal anyway? And I was standing at the foot of the statue and I was like, damn, that foot is huge, right? <laughs> so, cause there's, there's a big statue and I looked up and I was like, holy shit, like it was, the way the light hit, the way the statue hit, I looked up. It was like the statue was looking at me and I was like, my legs are now jelly. I need to sit down. Oh, <laughs> so I sat down and start praying and um, in my prayer. And I, and I told the story before and I go, I'm not trying to get people to like come investigate this. But while I was praying, like this woman's voice was soothing me um, and telling me that I need to trust and to let go. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, and that seriously was my whole thought. And, um, when I was done, I don't know how long I was praying. Um, when I was done, like I knew that was it. Like that were, there were no more barriers. I knew that I needed to be Catholic and that I had told my friends and that guy, Ed, actually we ended up becoming best friends. We never dated. We just became best friends. And he was my confirmation sponsor. 
And it was like a surprise to everyone because no one knew. Because it was like, I don't want to tell anyone that I'm thinking about this because I don't want them to influence me. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, um, so that happened. And since that point, it's been the Catholic Church for me. Like, Mary is legit my homegirl. Like, you know, those teachers, like, Mary's my homegirl. It's like, yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> um, and I don't, I don't love all the things sometimes. And it's really um, impacted, like, the Catholic Church has impacted a lot of my decisions, a lot of the ways that I live my life, um, cho- you know, choices I've made and things like that. But um, I, I do have, I do have my issues with the church because I have my issues with the people mm-hmm. in the church, um, because, especially now in this time. Um, just uh, there's they, some people make their faith so political, and I was like, it needs to not be political, and I need y'all to stop being crazy. Um, like, uh, and I'm I'm really involved in a lot of the things of the church. Like, I did youth ministry for five years, and and I'm sure you know this, Caroline. Like, if you work for the church, that is a sure way to start losing your faith. Um, <laughs> so, like, I had to peace out of youth ministry so I can stay Catholic. Um, so, and then like, um, I start, and there were like so many. Many, um, things that I would say that were contrary to what people thought a good Catholic should say. Um, like ever, like most Catholics I know are pro-life. I, I don't like to say pro-life because I don't like what that means because you think of racist white people. Um, like, um, so I like to say like, I am all about a consistent life ethic. And when you say that, that means that you also respect LGBT you know, cute people, you, um, like I lost, like a lot of people got mad at me when I wore a shirt to like something that wasn't even a church event that said protect trans kids. And they were like, how could you wear that? And I was like, I, I think, oh, aren't you Catholic? I go, I am Catholic, but I'm also like, I go, if you're pro-life, you should want to protect life. Like, don't say like, not just Mm -hmm. certain lives should be protected. Like, Trans kids need to be protected. Yeah, and it's kids, which is always a shoe in for, you it's know, kids. let's keep them alive, you know? Like, y'all like kids? <laughs> Man. Right? <laughs> Don't you like uh, You like kids that's, a lot. That's the thing is, like, with the, with the um, pro-life, pro-choice d- discourse, the whole impetus of it is that the idea that unborn children, quote-unquote, or however you want to frame that, that that is a mm-hmm. vulnerable population. That's a vulnerable thing. They cannot defend themselves. As if like once everyone is born, no one's vulnerable anymore. There's no such thing right. as a marginalized people group. Everyone's got the same shot. Yes. Everyone's got the same deck of cards they've been dealt. Mm-hmm. As if there's right. not vulnerable people and groups of people that also need our particular attention that are yeah. alive. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of yeah, I, and that's the thing. It's like a lot of my work in the church has to do with, ev- like, when I, because I, um, so someone was, I, I am a part of an organization. It's a, well, we don't like to call ourselves a pro-life organization because we don't like to associate ourselves with white racist. Um, but we're a feminist organization who um, it ha- subscribes to a consistent life ethic. And we're like all, like, we do work at the border. We're doing, you know what I mean? Like all the vulnerable life everything. Um, and a lot of my work is based on the Catholic social teachings. And it's, it's frustrating, though, sometimes to like deal with other Catholic people that says like, this is why I stopped working for the church. So I can just unblock, I can just unfollow you, block you, walk away from you, curse you out, and not lose my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's been a huge part of it. Like, it's been, uh, like I said, I'm like, I'm not leaving the church anytime soon, because it's the people, it's not the it's the people that are being awful. Like there was this quote I read. It was like, I don't know. It was a tweet. And it was like, don't let frustration with Christians ruin Christ for you. 
I don't know how that is that yeah I don't know no, that that makes sense. it was yeah. really it was really yeah. great and so that's kind of where I was that's where I am sometimes at the church and I feel like there are spaces where people don't necessarily want my voice right they're like no like my sister is married to a woman and I was like yeah her wedding was beautiful you should have been there and um, like so some people are like you're not catholic enough you don't do this enough you're not that enough um and I was like well fuck you I'm a Clint Eastwood this bitch and I'm gonna create my own thing yeah. and so now we've got like like I've got my catholic podcast and I've got my because I'm like there's my voice is still valuable in the church and I I am still the church and I'm actually helping to with an organization that we've started because black lives matter is like a curse word apparently for people mm. and um <laughs> it's catholics united for black lives because I was like no we're gonna do this like I'm letting you guys know that's awesome <laughs> like yeah we are in this like and so and I and I and here's the thing. I have that holy boldness that I was taught. Yeah, now it's just going a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I do. So like, I, I am still like, I am still in it, still here. Um, I, I really like, I love, I love my faith. I love Jesus. Absolutely. Things need to change within the church and within systems. And um, I'm doing the work to help change. That. Yeah. You're kind of doing the difficult so, thing that a lot of us, uh, sometimes don't have the stomach to do and enduring a system and, and hopefully operating within it to an effective degree that you can see actual change on a personal and relational level, but also yeah. systemic change. I think you do have the honorary of being our first continuing to practice Catholic guest that we've ever had on the show. I think everyone we've had with a Catholic background <laughs> no longer goes to the church in any way. Yes. We, Shannon said that Channing because we keep we used to say we're like they need an actual Catholic guest that is still a Catholic. Yeah. I told you Shannon and I are fans. Oh, that's very sweet. And we're like every time, every time we're like there is a Catholic. We're like yay. <laughs> Sorry, because they, so, they get to their like then, where they fell so off the cliff. You're like no, yeah, I understand that. It's like no, come back, come back, come back. Or they would say things that like they're like yeah because of this, and we're like that's not a thing. Who told you that? Mm, Channel yeah. them. And so, Wait, you don't like it when three Protestants <laughs> but, tackle something as simple as the two popes? <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't know. What's a pope? A pop? No, a well, pope. Well, I think she's also, she's talking about like for for Catholics that became lapsed too, like people in their life that probably said some crazy stuff to them and maybe yeah. they didn't feel like right? doing what you did, which is like, okay, I'm going to continue to pick up the like mantle of Catholic and like be a stick in your side sometimes and just like say I exist yeah. in here and I'm going to keep yeah. doing it, you know, but that takes a lot of love for yeah. the, the like organization or the group that you found or the, the beliefs that like worked for you. And I wanted to ask a question too, because like for Christians that maybe are trying to like <laughs> edge their way into like a prog more progressive, like set of beliefs while still staying in the church, there's like, now I think more options maybe, or at least definitely in our neighborhood, like more options as far as like finding a church where you get to have a little bit of both. Has it been hard for you to find a place where you can go to mass and you also don't feel like someone is going to tell you black lives matter isn't real, you know, or something like that. <laughs> well, well, there are places where that is the truth, but I, I don't have that problem because I work at a residential facility like I live and work on campus. I run a home with teenage boys and we have church on campus and we have Catholic service on campus. 
Um, and I help run it. So. Oh my God. So you just like, you went out and you just made a church. Wow. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. The church is already established. There's a whole person sure, who sure, does sure. it. Like, yeah. Uh, like he, like we bring, there's a priest that comes in every day. We've got the Eucharist there and there's a person who's really in charge. But then like once I, um, once I start working there, I was like, oh yeah, I'm Catholic. And they're like, and the one person was leaving that was the cantor who wasn't Catholic. And they're like, oh, cause um, I worked there previously in my twenties. And they're like, but you can sing. So you'll be cantor. <laughs> I was like, and because I used to be a Catholic youth minister, minister, they're like, and you can do other stuff too. <laughs> so it's like. Um, Mike and I tag team the Catholics. So it's like, no, I, I don't have a hard time finding a church that says Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That's really cool. Yay. <laughs> because, Good for um, you. So like I told you, I'm a Clint Eastwood, this bitch. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> which which yes. in, in your example, doesn't mean yelling at an empty chair. It means creating your own. It does yes. not. <laughs> <laughs> or, I, yell at, um, I yell at vestments that are hanging. Right. <laughs> or, right. A different <laughs> inanimate That's fine. object. That's normal. <laughs> Terrific. That's really cool. And I'm happy for the the people that are going to your church too and getting like a, you know, a different experience than you did maybe at a Catholic church and a little bit Absolutely. more Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not my church. Like I don't like I want to make sure like it's a Yeah, it's no, no, no. It's First I Church of Marcia. No. You can Marcia. all go. Yeah. All donations no, go to you. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. The tithe is just your Venmo <laughs> at handle. We understand The priest how this is works. just you and a mustache. I no. understand. Oh, yeah, that was fair. <laughs> <laughs> and in that sense, like, this get in my really belly. Good. Yes. Oh <laughs> uh, well, Marcia, God bless you, and and thanks for you know doing the work where you are and living in that tension and and doing hard things and living out the things that you you believe and want to be true in, in the world as you see them. Um, and yeah, thanks for sharing your story. Let's yes. take a yeah. quick little thanks. break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, imagine a world, if you will, where you have an extra hour in your day. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go for a run? Are you going to take a nap? Are you going to read a book? Are you, hey, you know, listeners of this show, are you going to pray? Are you going to perhaps read not only a book, but maybe the good book? Well, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what it is that's important to you and to make that a priority. And guess what can help you do that? Therapy. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. And I can attest to this personally. I've been in therapy for 11 years now and it has helped me tremendously to figure out my priorities, to figure out where my time is going and why, and how to focus on the things I need to focus on and shy away from the things that I actually don't care about, but I just kind of get in autopilot and I'm not feeling and dealing and tuning into my body in real time. Therapy helps with all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GoodChristianFun today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash GoodChristianFun.
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you wait, when you come back, can you say we just took five, but now it's time to take six? Uh no, I'm just gonna please, come back on Kevin, that. Please, no, I'm just coming back on that of you telling me <laughs> oh, to okay, say it. Cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we just took five, and now we're taking six. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. Welcome All back. Right. It's time to dive we're into the topic. Take six. Well, you told us about about your history with music. What, anything else? Anything else did you listen to besides Take Six, or was this pretty much it? I mean, we listened to like everything, like, all the gospel music on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. But I mean, more. It was like Kirk Franklin and all that stuff. When I went to college, I listened to all the things, like every like everything. I've been to like Newsboys came to my college to perform. I think you're gonna like, say house. Was, like, <laughs> they, they came to my house. I mean, I lived there. Maybe. Knock, knock. But, um, but yeah, so it's like it was it was real, like all the things. But take six was like that's where it started. Actually, mm-hmm. Newsboy Shine is where it started, but still. You made them six, wonder yes. what you had, make them wish that they were not, etc. Yes. So on and so on and so forth. Uh take six. Now this was a this was a group I only knew via getting into them in hopes that we would cover them one day on the podcast. And I saw a friend of mine that doesn't have any religious background, like posting them, but just this, this friend of mine, she's super into music and all different kinds of music. And she was saying, Oh, this track freaking slaps and it's from their debut album. And I think, I think her taste and affinity for it does speak to kind of like the sphere that they occupied in the culture where it was kind of crossover. And especially these first two albums, album number one, uh, and just to be clear, for some context, this is a acapella group from Huntsville, Alabama, Six Gentlemen of Various Harmonies. It's kind of the foundational quartet of a uh, top lead vocal, the middle rhythmic parts, and then a walking bass line at the bottom. Kind of in the south, like the Fairfield Four, the Swan Silvertones, gospel quartets like that. Um, but Stevie Wonder was a huge fan of Take Six. He loved them so much. And then one oh, Christmas... Wow. He said, this album changed my life and got it for all his friends as Christmas gifts. And then they would, <laughs> you can look up videos on, on YouTube. They, they um, I think they performed with him a few times, one of which was the 9-11 telethon that they did for New York City, um, where Stevie Wonder, they're like backing him. It's, uh, it's very cool. And it cool. is great because where 2000 style That's was cool. at the time, one of them fully looks like he's in his pajamas, ready to be tucked in by his mom. After a nice long day to get a good night's sleep, like just wearing like a silk suit or something, kind of. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, it was silky, man. Oh fabulous. my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So also the the origin story. I I don't know if you you looked into this, Caroline, but it is pretty much um, it it's pretty much pitch perfect. Like the Anna Kendrick in the the shower, and then Anna Camp coming in and harmonizing exactly. with her yes. on Bulletproof or whatever that Sia song is. I think in uh-huh, Pitch Perfect uh-huh. one. Don't like you don't know and love oh, know. Bulletproof. let me pull up my notes i don't know ariana grande no that's not it katie um. perry um <laughs> and it was four of them were harmonizing at the the university they were attending and the fifth one came in 
And then you start harmonizing with them in the bathroom. And then they all start singing together. Which is like the biggest flex I have ever heard. Like I have trouble doing one harmony and like to hear four already going and be like, I got one extra line on this. No way. I've been singing all my life and harmonies always gave me a stomach ache. Like when it was like, I'm a, I grew up a soprano and every, all the sopranos wanted the desk can. Yes, yeah, soprano I one. Like, I just like right? do the melody. I was like, I don't want the desk I'm... can. I don't want the desk can. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I grew no up problem. a soprano too. Carmela soprano. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, clever background the, work when Kevin's part. For the listener at home, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did change it to Edie Falco, my my virtual background. But yes, yeah, so so my my I have like no history with Take Six at all, other than listening to them uh, for this very show. Uh, but I was open hearted and open minded for this album in particular, Marcia. You listen to it more than the first one because generally the first one is regarded as that's their best one, that's their masterpiece, and everything else kind of petered out. Because I did see as the discography goes on, they added more instruments, which kind of takes away from the native appeal of it, which is a cappella. No, I actually only have ever listened to this album. Oh, all right. (laughs) And it's, I think it's just because this is what we had, and like it was never like, oh, I should do more take six, but I was like, no, I'm just, uh, I never did. Like, I. I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds great. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I, People I, I like, do you love Take Six? And you're like, I love 1990 Take <laughs> Six, like, you know. And then, right? <laughs> and they stopped like, existing like, so for much me to after say. that. <laughs> and this is just such a different vision of what we think about when we think about acapella now, which is, of course, three things. It's, it is uh, Glee. It is... <laughs> pitch perfect and it's the pentatonics like those are the three mm-hmm. things that occupy and there's there's always like acapella groups in colleges and if you right. if you look up any popular rock or pop song of any note and then just put acapella on youtube you can find a treasure trove of horrors on on there uh, <laughs> i was doing a little bit of that uh earlier this <laughs> afternoon just Bruce Springsteen, acapella, and watching these very sincere uh, <laughs> college groups come together of like, oh, oh I'm on fire, <laughs> and like two of them are flat, which even oh, yeah. with nine of them makes a difference. Yikes, 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 yikes. You know, and unfortunately, if you do Google Ingrid Michaelson, Random Voices, UCLA, uh, okay. you will also find an okay. uncomfortable cover of that. <laughs> Why is that uncomfortable, Caroline? It's actually pretty good. I still stand by it. I liked it. You were part of an acapella group. <laughs> yes, I was the soloist on that song, which is kind of a big deal. Is it on? Year. Is it on YouTube? Is it for real on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't have the link. Oh, I need to but find yeah, it. Yeah, it's there. Ingrid Michaelson, um, UCLA. Okay, we'll find it somehow. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Might be buried. But anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's probably the fourth thing you think about when you think acapella. You think Caroline Ely solo, <laughs> one year. <laughs> I dropped out of the group. I do now. That's yes. (laughs) Because I needed to get a job. Um, This uh, group, I really enjoyed it. It was a surprise. And uh, I forgot with acapella groups, like, (laughs) even with this one, I think it really came to light in the fact that they were, like, supposedly singing, like, Christian songs. But it's really more about the talent. Like, it's like watching an acrobatic group versus, like, going to hear a message, you know, that you wanted to hear. Yeah, an acro. Yes, yes, it's absolutely. There's, there's not as much. Yes, ministry. 
uh, yeah, involved. Like, like, it's like Harlem Go- Globetrotters, you know, like a basketball. <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> no, no Car- yes. Caroline, I did think of you immediately uh, in the intro of this uh, album because there's a few, we've been talking about, you know, album lengths a lot on this show and there's a few little skits and sketches on here. <laughs> uh, one of which that opens is called Not Again. And it is like tuning and then an audience booing. We're, we're about to hear it. Should this be how we open our show? People people booing Big Fish and Fun. We're good. We don't need to hear about freaking yeah. Amy Grant another time. What were what were some emotionally resonant or or favorite songs for you growing up, Marcia, from this album? So it's funny. So I. Oh, by the way, the album is so much to say. I don't think we said that before. Yes. So much to the number two. <laughs> number yes. two. So little time, uh, so much to say. This album. So we just like I told you, like it was. It's it's a it's a whole memory, like of a whole year um, of my life. Maybe a couple more years than that. But I hadn't heard it in probably twenty years, and the minute it came on, I just. Amelia knew every word, oh all the gosh. inflections, all the things. I started like speaking along with the skits, um, and <laughs> we like my like we had inside jokes about things. Like when we would get mad about stuff, my sister and I would be like, "Bust the place, bust the place." <laughs> that's what we would say, <laughs> like because that's one of their things that they say. Um, that rocks. And so, like, it was just that was kind of like. It was it was my childhood um, up through like through high school. Um, and I asked my family and I go, hey, I'm going to be in this podcast and I'm going to talk about take six. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, they all like got this like so excited, glossy, like look <laughs> on their face. But um, so it's so my favorite song was actually like of the whole record. It was I Believe. Like, that was a bop to me. I was like, I love it. I love this falsetto. Um, you know, it was super great. That was a favorite. We all had our own favorites. Um, bam, but, bam. Uh, <laughs> I know all I could listen to in this song was just the bass line going bang. Bang, bang. <laughs> I seriously just like, I couldn't. Like, I was sitting down and I just got up and started dancing. Yes. You can't, no one can see me. This is great for your listeners. That means she's me dancing. <laughs> Oh, this will be our first video podcast we ever do. Don't you worry. <laughs> That's it. Just, just for me to dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, I, so as I was listening, I thought about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I already know a joke that you're, I, I just, I'm just hoping that you picked up on this one thing, Kevin. From this song? <laughs> no, from later in the album. And I was like, please tell me he got it. Um, and then I just thought that they were like, probably not. But, and then I, and I had a guess as to what your favorite song would be, Caroline. Caroline, I can't oh, talk. Oh, <laughs> okay. But I don't know what it is, but. Oh, yes. there's a lot of expectations for us to I was thinking, to I fall was like, short oh, of. But this is her favorite song. <laughs> and I hope it makes a joke. I, you guys, like legit, I have been here since day one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, You're oh, a real things. one. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm afraid to fail you in a lot of ways. I mean, um, you should be. Like, you should be. I respect do you want elders. me to like say like come unto me? Like I'll do that. Um, <laughs> or is it? I was about to say another one. Jesus, a, come into your heart. Oh, like I definitely gracious. flagged that situation. Oh, oh, not that one. Oh, that wasn't the joke, but it's fine. I mean, <laughs> it no, just, I, it was a lie. I imagine as a longtime listener that it is comforting to get to the end and hear Caroline go. Gosh, I'm a little torn on this one. I guess I'll give it a space between because it did suck shit and I hate it. <laughs> Just kidding. Caroline has, has surprising Will taste all the time. Brutal. You can't oh, yeah. pin her down. You can't pin her down. Anyway, she's always just a little bit different. A little bit of a mischievous little boy. <laughs> An enigma, if you will. And that's when the um, torture started. I can't believe that this is your favorite song because I believe like stresses me out so much <gasps> to listen to. Like it's just, bang. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's him going bang. And then the soloist is like l- on the fringe of his voice the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like at the very, very top. And I'm just, oh yeah, I'm like afraid they're going to fall. You know, it's just like watching tightrope. It's like, ah, oh, amazing. But <laughs> They never do. That's the beauty of it. It's like going to a circus yeah, and there are little clowns. That was the Bob. Yes. That was the Bob. But I'm not kidding. It was the Bob. But I, the, just, I loved it. If you're looking for a more relaxing antidote to that. Come unto me, This is my mom's favorite one. I will give you rest. Take my love upon you. Like my mom's favorite. She loved this so much. We couldn't do anything. Like here's the thing. When this song would come on, we could not talk. We could not move. She had to sing it. If we started arguing, we would get in trouble. She would be mad because it <laughs> was on fair. a tape. So she couldn't rewind it. And so I is, like it's it mom's was like, time. Like it was it was her mom time. And that was legit. Like so you guys I like I'm not even so much. It was seriously, I was like, this is my mom's song and it's this is where we are. <laughs> unbelievably beautiful. It's so freaking smooth. Uh, the just the talent is unparalleled. I, I was just in awe mm-hmm. of this whole album. I couldn't believe it. But I uh, I think Come On To Me is my favorite song. I don't know if that was your prediction, but no. as, a, <laughs> as a child of Mannheim Steamroller, uh, this was <laughs> 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 that one, the Christmas album. And that's I don't know, maybe that's culture. what <laughs> yeah, my disgusting culture. Ew. Um that that was like what I don't know, that felt comforting to me. Maybe it was nostalgia working, but I think it's also just really that's beautiful awesome. and it didn't like stress me out the way I believe does. <laughs> I uh, I found this in the old CCM archives. No this is a cover story I'm holding take up. Six, take take six takes off. This is from April '89, and I just want to read kind of like the lead of it because it is uh, in a in a not at all racially coded way mesmerizing to read from from CCM magazine. Talking with the members of Take Six, I struggle to figure out why they remind me of the color blue. I call up past impressions <laughs> associated with the color, and it finally starts to come to me. Blue is hip. Blue is urban. Blue is soulful. Oh, no. <laughs> Blue is cool, which is in quotes and is spelled with a K. 
the memories begin to crystallize jazz standards like blue moon and when sunny gets blue my very first exposure to jazz delving deeper into jazz by listening to artists who record for the blue note jazz label yeah take six fits the profile perfectly expressive but cool <laughs> with the k <laughs> It's it's pretty nuts. And then there is uh I don't even need to read the follow-up, but there is a question they ask of Jazz has a rather, shall we say, colorful background. This is them interviewing the <laughs> band. Do you not see a mixing of the holy with the profane when you combine Christian lyrics with purely oh, jazz shit. stylings? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and they're like, No, not no, really. No, like we don't. Lay off of us. That's yeah. Not- very that sucks so bad. So and that wasn't the same with um, whoever we were talking to who ended up in like the hip hop genre. Yes, yeah, the Winans. It's the same thing. Winans. It's so always. It's yeah. so wild to think about, especially now in the year 2020, in a post Gosling world, before he explained jazz to scared white people across the country oh, right. in film form. <laughs> it's so funny to think about jazz occupying the like sort of rebellious, revolutionary, dangerous music space that hip hop does to a lot of people now of yeah. like, oh, jazz, are you going to shoot a guy after you listen to jazz? <laughs> like that the implication yeah. that the genre of music itself is a, an offense is so funny. It is so, so, so funny to me. Yes. So silly. Wonderful. So much to say. I think just because of the kind of like tightrope that you were describing, Caroline, this is one Gotta of my favorites. Did you happen to look up the lyrics on uh, uh, anywhere, Caroline or Marcia? Uh, I just knew them. Yeah, for this one, there is like it's such a dumb. Like it, 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 it's, it's almost like stupid how much of a trick it is, but it is such an effective trick that they do with some of it, uh, with, with some of the lyrics where they basically spell it out. Oh wait, no, it's not on this one. It's on. I love you. That actually, I think I love you is my favorite one on the album. Something like a shopping So this is a classic written from God's perspective song. I love you. I L-O-V-E you. Oh, but the the trick I was looking for that I was I was referring to is there's like kind of a bridge part where they say, I'm able like a beacon to see that you don't ever lose your way because your defense is even, but my but my efforts will never fail. A B C D E F. Isn't that funny? Uh, yes. Ah, that's cool. <laughs> Which you, I thought it was going to spell out A-cab, and I was like, whoa. Uh, a- <laughs> Take six, said. I'm like, amazing. <laughs> so, so early. <laughs> Take six, said. <laughs> Fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the yeah. police. Yeah. I would love, yeah, <laughs> a jazz acapella band to Take sing. Take six. Fuck the anti-police i'm sure it must exist it must exist somewhere on on the internet.com yeah Uh, i love you is so fancy it's great 
This is actually the song I thought was going to be your favorite, Caroline. Because I mean, it's up there. I, You're not wrong. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I think she's going to love this song. Like, I was so ridiculous. I think it's my favorite, <laughs> and it does stand as a polar opposite to a song later on the album called "Sundays on the Way." Now, in listening to it, just listening to it. Oh my god. Here, I'm going to play some of this for the listener first to give them a, a taste and see if they'll make the same conclusions I did. Well, the demons were planning on having a little party one night. We had the party. Yeah. Have they brought beer, Jack Daniels, and some pretzels. A little red wine. Beer. <laughs> Jack Daniels. Pretzels. These are pretzels, the same man. thing. They were celebrating how they crucified Christ on that tree. But oh, the snake himself wasn't so at ease. Okay, so listening through, I was like, what is this? A Carmen song? And it turns out it's a Carmen song. This is Are a, you shitting me? No, this is a cover of a Carmen song called oh Sundays my God. on the Way. I, was, I, never I wrote that. that in my notes of like, is this, this feels like Toby Mac. And then I was like, oh no, this feels like a, like Carmen would love to do a cover of this. <laughs> nope. This, no. this is on his Shut radically saved Kevin. album. Sunday's on the way, which is why. Take six. You are better than this. <laughs> they're not though. Oh. Not here, baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. And this is so crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, this does include the lyric, and I'll tell you one more gain bust that Jews on ice talking about uh, Jesus, which, yeah, it's just not what you want, especially from it's Carmen. Not what you want. No, no this song, I wrote in my notes, this song does not hold up. Like, when you were a child, were you just bopping out to how, it so hard? All day long, all day long, and I knew all the words, and then I heard them now 20 years later, and I'm like, oh, oh, this song. That juice, oh my gosh. And then there, it was, it was a few things. It was even one of the graves names for Satan that made me laugh so hard because I completely forgot about it. Did you Uh, catch it? No. Wait, the name for Satan? He called him like a nickname. Oh, what was his nickname? I'm looking through the lyrics right now. (laughs) Oh, you big yellow belly Frady cat? Nope, he called him Big D. Oh, cool your jets, Big D. Big evil <laughs> dummy. And that's what I thought. I was like, I cannot wait till they hear that lyric. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I called him Big D. I was like, oh my God. I mean, this only serves our central hypothesis that Carmen wants to have sex with Satan. He loves him so much. He has a little crush on him. He wants to give him little kisses down in hell and they can be happy together forever. Yeah, he wants to wrestle, you know, like your parents wrestle. You used to not to bother Come them. on, Satan, just one. I've been a real good Christian. Don't you want to punish me for all the good I've done? Come on, right in the sucker. Let's go. I, I, I should have known, too, because, like, <laughs> I was shocked by the way they were talking about the crucifixion on this, like, very swingy, like, fun song when I'm like, oh, usually people aren't, like, jazzing out on, you know, (laughs) Jesus' death. I was a little surprised. Old Common never found an event he can't jazz up a little bit. Yeah. 
<laughs> our man who is the greatest showman as we established yes. the greatest showman. Um, yes. yeah and then just the line like everything was cool but then boo hoo hoo he was raised like it's just the <laughs> the casualness of it is shocking <laughs> and then it ends with like evil demon laughs oh yeah. should this oh, be I a part of our imagine movie? jazz hands <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yes, just like you're doing. Yes. Oh, man. So great. Well, like, what does that even mean, though? Does that mean, like, Satan is still cackling? Is he still, like, at it? It just, it really No, I me. think at the end they're, like, sad, aren't they? Oh, it's, it's, sad. yeah. Because they're, they're ramping down. They're like, yeah, oh, no, we failed. Yeah. That's what I oh, took it to I be. I thought they were laughing. Yeah. So you <laughs> think like crying totally is different. laughing? Yeah. Don't you was, love I people? Think they're in... Jazz hands, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how they wipe away their tears. Is with their jazz hands. <laughs> Don't you love those people in your life where their laugh sound and their cry sound is indistinguishable from each other? <laughs> I've had a few of those yes. people in my life, and, and it rocks so hard. This one I didn't even count. This is a mulligan because it's a Carmen song. I'm not. I'm not putting this in the it's final. Not take six. We all make mistakes. Carmen yeah. took advantage all... of take six. Carmen did a bad thing. <laughs> That little, he's got the big D energy on that one. Uh, um, yeah, absolutely not. No, no to this song. I would like to talk about uh, time after time. Oh uh, sure, this one. In the year 2020, do you want anyone to enter into your heart? Does that sound good to you? Not without consent. Yes, thank you. That's good. <laughs> you know, he did wait a really long time, so the least you can do... I mean, he paid the price, like the ultimate price. Yeah. Like, you don't like. I this, I thought like, it was. Oh, good. You don't like this sin I washed away for you. <laughs> <laughs> if Jesus quarantined for fourteen days, I would let him enter, but not not before. Then. Oh yeah, it's mostly COVID concerns. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly. Hey, listen, he's he could be the Messiah, but that doesn't mean he doesn't sneeze. <laughs> He could be he could be a super spreader. You don't know. There's a reason we say God bless you. There's a reason. That's right, because if we don't, we'll get COVID. If Jesus was alive, he'd just be flouting rules. Um, no I mass. just thought it was so funny, like this the the song the whole song, they just keep going on and talk about how he's still waiting. He's waiting. And he's waiting and waiting again. And it just cracked me up that like Jesus has the time and is just sort of like sitting in a waiting room. Just sort of like, okay. you know, whenever you're ready, I would like to. I know. Uh, <laughs> this is, into your heart. That's where the relationship stuff, like the, that imagery and those metaphors really break down for me at a certain point. Because when you impute so much humanity to God it's like, wait, okay, so what is he? Because in this one, it's like he's waiting for you, and he's actually checking his watch a lot because he's waiting for you. <laughs> so there's that. Or then what was the other one, the Mary Mary song we talked about last week where 
they said like can you mention me to god i know he's busy right now but it's like yes. is this how it like, works busy? I, yes. yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know if our metaphors are, are helping us like in he our either is has everything to do or he has nothing at all to do except wait for you to come on around um, I just want a dependable it's... rebound <laughs> energy god. Like I just I want a yeah, <laughs> a lightly like cold uh distant, you know, but would like if I said something funny, you know, would be kind of be interested. You know, that's kind of the vibe. Like make me work for it, but reward me when I do. Uh <laughs> yeah, and exactly. when I nail it. You ready to go? I think. Um I also, I, well, it's also really pretty. And then another part of me is like, I don't even know how you begin to sing along with that song. I'm sure Marcia can at this point, but I was like, I don't even know where the melody is anymore. It's just so, and it's like moving around so fast. It is it in five, four time? Maybe. It might be. I don't. I don't it could be in a funky <laughs> time signature. I might be I don't know I don't know but it is a funky time it's that second it's that satanish jazz that they were talking about in CCN it is a demonic little jazz genre that's it yeah oh boy it's colorful oh and by the way you know just just as a as a little exercise uh if you're unfamiliar with take six you the listener at home uh, we would just strongly recommend you go to youtube.com and then type in Take Six Getaway Jordan, where they do oh just show you how they built. I can I can just play a little bit of that right now, actually, for us. Yeah, and then, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, we can, we can play that and then maybe rate the album. But th- this is them. They basically show you how they create their sound. What we thought we'd do is to take a section of one of our favorite songs, uh, Getaway Jordan, and show the audience how we how we build our harmonic, our harmonic structure i'll start i sing the top part we'll go to mark i legit think Joey, they all like David. have really good outfits they're cute they're, they're like really cool six, six cute boys i want to cross the jordan just to see a face to face because i believe about the borders if i have a little face on me that was good all right that was real good. Can you do that, Kevin? That's my right. part. No! I made it through once. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll add one. So he does it. Three. I want to cross the Jordan just so to hot. see a face to face because I believe in part the waters if I have a little face of it. And the way they're like egging each other on. Yes. Just like after everyone does their turn, they're like, and that was. Boys supporting other boys. That's what we need. They're so underrepresented. <laughs> the upper voices are intact. We will add. We go to the meat locker. Dun, dun, dun. First in oh, the, meat the meat locker. locker. David Arnold. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> meat of the honey. Here we go. I think all six of these boys were a meat locker. Three. Okay. I have no vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Watch his face. Look! And the baritone, Sidney. I like how they break it down like we're going to be like, oh, so simple, of course. And I, just as soon as the third person joins in, I'm lost and I'm like in disbelief that there's like more they can add. It's so funny. It's like, yeah, it's 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 like a master chef doing a, a YouTube video and seeing all you need is like a little bit of flour and some protein. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's simple. And there you go. Prime rib or whatever. I don't know what a recipe gorgeous. that would be. Um, well, I think I think it's time that we rate the album. You know how this works, Marcia. We're going to give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, or space between. Thumbs up is a holy toast. That's when we say to this album, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. holy roast, thumbs down. We send it to hell and we say, We're not sure either way, and perhaps we send it to the space And we start as per usual with Caroline Ely. Oh, slash holy Reba. toast! Uh, yeah, holy toast for me too. And I, I thought this was delightful. We didn't even talk about some of their spoken word interludes or little jokes. Um, it, it did have a very. <laughs> Unfortunately, like kind of a Toby Mac vibe to me here and there, just like being a little silly, you know, doing a little cheeky. Oh, I see that. Yeah. And then getting hardcore like into their music. Um, Yeah, it's very amazing. And I'm not going to pretend like that uh, video you just played didn't influence my perception of these men because... Wow. Yeah, we didn't get to the part where, uh, especially when they're just like fully humming, all six parts are together. They just cut to them throwing hoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just putting up baskets. In a photo shoot, I guess. It yeah. was very <laughs> fun. Um, yeah, they're great. They're delightful. Thank you, Marcia, for introducing me to Take Six. Uh, I'll take more. Hey, I'll take 12 if they got them. <laughs> they are still together. They did a, they did a like mm-hmm. over Zoom distance version of one of their first hits, Spread Love. Oh gosh. And they're, they're like cute older men now. They've all aged pretty good. I was, I'm sorry, this reminds me of something else I did want to say, is I did get the sense, even just listening to their album, that they are having a lot of fun. And then in their video, you can tell they're having a lot of fun. They seem really supportive and cohesive, and that also made me really enjoy it. Hell yeah. I'm glad they're still together. All right, we'll turn it to Marcia then. Well, yeah, this is getting a holy toast. Like, that's happening um, all day long. Um, so, yeah, I had forgotten when I listened to this again, I go, oh, my gosh, it's Brian McKnight's older brother started it. And I was like, yeah, shout out to Brian McKnight and his older brother. <laughs> holy toast. Yeah, the whole McKnight <laughs> family. Um, I obviously will give it a holy toast as well myself. Wow. This made, you know what? MAGA, make acapella great again. And you do it by listening to Take Six. Sing Carmen songs. I'm going to need you not on the episode with the black guest talking about the black acapella. Yeah. Marcia says MAGA. (laughs) (laughs) Marcia says MAGA. Make it better. Keep it here. Um, I mean, the I, I, I don't mean to be mean, but Pentatonix is like fully bullshit, right? (laughs) <laughs> compared to this kind of compared to the and also that main guy okay maybe i'm just thinking of have you seen those videos that have been going around to caroline on tiktok where it's yes. the main guy from Pentatox being like dr anthony fauci yeah, <laughs> to I, the tune I, of I, hamilton no, any of them like in isolation, isolation. are like horrifying (laughs) no together it's like oh yeah this is fun you know like you guys can work yeah it's kind of like me and you in isolation i'm horrifying but i work with you uh you can give it a toaster roast yourself or a space between at christian fun pod go on there vote and pokemon go to the polls ballers four years running oh man 
Uh, can't wait for some Sleepy Joe drop uh, to get put in there. I guess I'm in. I don't know why I'm saying I can't wait. Can't wait. It's in my power to do it. <laughs> All right, Marcia, we're dimming the lights. We're lighting the candles, and we're here for a more worshipful space. The canter is canting a, a slow jam now. <laughs> <laughs> is this offensive? <laughs> No, it's- <laughs> uh, and we're not here to promote ourselves or our projects. We're here to lift them up. And we'll start with Caroline. Y'all, you know I'm going to lift up TikTok because it is on thin ice. And we need to all get on there and save it. Save TikTok, y'all. This is the <laughs> biggest priority facing the nation right now is Donald Trump's overstep to take over TikTok. Otherwise, I have no problems with him. And so get on oh, there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, uh, not true. Um, but I also want to lift up a lift up a band that actually is maybe in the same vein of Take Six. The Beatles. They were three white girls that are like from current times. <laughs> actually, I don't know if they're all white, but um, there is a band called Avenue Beat that's really good. It's this trio of girls, and they really do beautiful, like tight harmonies. And I just really enjoy their songs. They're great, and they did get famous on TikTok, and so that just sticks to the theme. I've seen their videos. I like them a lot. I think they... Yeah, okay, great. They're very good. Okay, thank okay. you, Caroline. We'll turn to Marcia. Uh, well, I'd like to lift up um, myself. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can hey. follow me. Um, and uh, Stylish. I'm on Instagram. Like, that's my favorite place to be these days. Um, at Stylish Lucia on Instagram. I'd also like to list, lift up this really adorable, cute little podcast about, like, Black Catholic Girls Put On. You may have heard of it. It's uh, called Plat Skirts and Basic Black. Um, it's uh, at PSBB Podcast. Um, and uh, as well as uh, Catholics United for Black Lives. <laughs> you can uh, follow oh, yeah. them at them up, please. Um, and uh, oh, you know what? This person really needs some help. So you might not have heard of her. She is an indie artist um, and she needs some love. Her name is Taylor Swift. Um, she, uh, folklore. Folklore. I would like to lift that oh, up. Yeah, she's like a singer songwriter, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I purchased seven cardigans since that CD <laughs> came out. It's so, August, um, my friend. <laughs> Target needs to get on top of it. <laughs> um, they still are available, uh, and so I got them. I even, I legit even have the one that the teenagers are also going to buy. So I'm going to look like the teenagers as a 40 year old style right now. (laughs) Is that your style, Caroline? There you go. I feel like it is becoming like, like a stoner teen skater boy somehow. I don't know. It's it's a little, but in a good way, I think it's good. Thank you. You're welcome. So, yeah, those are just, you know, those little things. You support know. Taylor. Especially she Taylor needs Swift. it. Support Taylor, right? Exactly. She needs Support that. that music video where she's a little, like, forest nymph or whatever. Uh, <laughs> not a nympho, <laughs> but like a nymph. Uh, okay. <laughs> Kevin, do you want to lift yourself up? Yeah, I want to lift myself up at Kevin T. Porter. Uh, Freaking check me out on Instagram and Letterboxd. <laughs> Check him out on the Washington Post if you know what's up. Look at that byline. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Check him out baking cookies this morning because that's what I spent two hours Yeah, I missed that. I did did go on Instagram Live and bake. I did the, I finally did the cooking show. The the 350 degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So that that is the show now. Oh, and I'll lift up uh, freaking, what was I going to lift up? 
Oh, something. I'll think of it next week. I had it and then I totally lost it. But it's really good. Oh, I was going to lift up. Oh, you can watch the, the original Broadway cast documentary of Company on Criterion Collection right now, the Stephen Sondheim musical, with Elaine Stritch losing her mind while they make her do like 50 takes of uh, Ladies Who Lunch. It's so good. And then you can use that as a primer to watch the episode where they make fun of it on Documentary Now on Netflix, where it's John Mulaney, <laughs> Stephen Sondheim, Taryn Killam as the, the studio tech, and Paul Appel as Elaine Stritch. And it's one of the funniest things I've seen all year. I, th- I thought it was so great. So watch that. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. You can go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. In every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity is the Black Lives Matter movement. Marcia, thank you so much for joining us on the show, friend. <laughs> Thank you for having what, me. It's yeah, great. A what a fun time. What a, you know, <laughs> representing the Catholic people, practicing ever on and ever more. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for an off pods people said, Amen. Wait, Marcia, can you canter us oh, out? Yeah, do that. <laughs> okay. Amen. Hell yeah. That's so nice. Woo. Okay. And there's only there's only one way to go out now. It's it's by playing this. How is a genius immunologist, grad of Cornell with the doctor? Oh, don't play this, please. The this is the worst thing I've ever no, no. seen in 2020. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. We stand. The Duke of Distancing. Yeah. Hamilton is already on thin ice. Scott Boyer combining two cool things. Standing a political leader and Hamilton the musical. Okay, it's over. But we have to get to this part. He has the hottest body of work. What's your name, man? Dr. Anthony Fauci. Alright, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. And there's a million things I haven't cured. But just you wait. Just you wait. Dr. Anthony Fauci. That was a headgum podcast.